Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. What's up, guys? This is Door Bumper Clear. I know you've seen the driver takeover broadcast for the races. Today's spotter takeover day on Door Bumper Clear. I'm Freddie Kraft, spotter for the Bubba Wallace in the 43 Cup Car, doing my best Casey Boat impression today, even though Casey's only about a quarter my size. I've got Brett and TJ with me from a late night at Darlington. Today we're going to talk about the playoff bubble with the regular season coming to an end this week, Junior's performance in Darlington, and drivers we'd like to see retire, and much more. Let's go. I'm TJ Majors. This is Brett Griffin. Get ready. Be ready. Be ready. Give me what you got here. New leader. Oh, watch out for this guy. White flag. Recognize. Go low. Go low. Clear. Bring home. Hey everybody, I'm TJ Majors, part of the 22 Cup Car, and uh, joining me today obviously is Freddie Kraft filling in, and uh, what is this, your third show in a row? Yeah, Brett Griffin, spotter for Clint Boyer, got double duty this weekend, Oh, that's <clears throat> yeah, I got Austin Dillon in the 10 Xfinity car, back with Colleg Racing, and then I've got uh, Clint competing for one of the Two final playoff spots up for grabs. Man, you don't want to be near. <laughs> it's a rough area to be around right now. I know, man. I know. We uh, we had a solid night in Darlington. Thank goodness we needed it. We uh, had an okay first stage. Second stage got some points. Beat Jimmy by one there. Third stage had a, a top six finish, and obviously Jimmy had a little trouble. Felt like he was the guy that we were racing that night to kind of be – you know, in contention to advance after Indy before his trouble. And once he had his trouble, man, he put himself back there uh, kind of under fire again. And it was kind of cool, though, to watch Newman and Suarez going at it, you know, for that, that final transfer spot. I mean, realistically, it's four guys competing for two spots, you yeah. know. And that's what this playoff system does at this point in the year. Um, you know, I'd say it puts guys in these situations where um, I think it's working as designed right now. I think so, man. And, and I'll tell you what else, else I think worked as design. I mean, it's throwback weekend at Darlington, and one thing it always does at Darlington is it always rains at some point, and it did. It's always hot, and it was. It's always humid as it was. And we ended up racing until 2 in the morning. Yeah, you know, with uh, – I, I don't know what all the factors were in the deciding part of it, but, um, you know, with the hurricane coming and and nobody really knew what it was, it was going to do. I know the – the uh, the workforce that mans the racetrack was going to be significantly lower if they had to run the next day from you know for what sure I, from what I heard so and we had a great crowd there dude the crowd was awesome all weekend I mean yeah, I, I realize there's some people with young kids there and I realize there's some 
other people who don't like to stay up late that are there. But at the end of the day, man, if I'm a paying customer and I'm on site and I have a chance to watch the game that I bought a ticket for, I want the damn thing to go off. I don't want to have to come back the next day. And I mean, look, it was already late by the time they were going to call it anyway. So let's just do what yeah. we did, man. Buckle them guys in the cars, roll them off pit road, and let's go put on a show for everybody that wanted to stick around. And and if I'm a fan at home, man, I stay up if I can. If I can, I fall asleep and just keep checking it. You know, yeah. and that's think, the way it is. I think it works out. When you got a holiday the next day and it's a night race, I mean, I would, and there's no noise ordinance or anything, I would run it as late as you can. You know, that was probably about as late as I would probably go for how long that race is. But, yeah. um, uh, man, they were all stuck around. Do you and feel like noise ordinances are almost a thing of the past? Because I feel like we don't really run into that as much anymore. Um, I mean, at Darlington, we're around a bunch of houses. Daytona, we were around a bunch of houses. We raced till 4 in the morning there. Like, I almost feel like noise ordinances maybe aren't even a thing anymore. Richmond. Yeah, I think when you get closer to a city, like Richmond's got quite a bit more. Well, we run the middle of the night there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, uh, we run till eleven, you know. We run till we run till. Well, about that's normally. There. Oh, we've had rainouts go later. Yeah. Well, I'm talking. Yeah. I mean, it. I don't know. I think. Um, I think I you got to get Maybe it in are. if you can get it in. If you can start the damn thing. I mean, look, we started at ten o'clock. You know. Yeah. No, I don't. I think if you can run it, run it. But if the forecast looks bad and it's not even going to quit raining hey, until it was, 10 o'clock. It was, it was only 7 on the West Coast. We always talk about that audience. So, <laughs> yeah. what time so you we eight start people out there that were watching, hey, thanks for tuning in. What time do we start that race? 10. 10 o'clock. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's about as – I mean, you got to be drying by 8 or 9-ish to have a shot at this. Most places. Yeah. That place dried pretty quick. Yeah. I think so. If it had started on time, I think me and Freddie and her might have missed it because we, we saw that, that – <laughs> Terrible looking cloud that was coming at us, and I was like, "Uh, we got problems. This thing's going to be catastrophic." So we and on that roof, I mean, TJ, I'll tell you, we don't have anywhere to go. No, there's nowhere to go, Darlington. Like literally nowhere to go. No, we don't have a place to go chill and get where it's dry and be out of the elements. So I just took off running to my truck. Yeah, there's there's nowhere to go at Darlington. Um, But you know, we everybody stuck with it and we got it in. So it's fun. Yeah, it was a good race too. Yep. So, did you run the Xfinity race? No, man. I went to the South Carolina game and watched us get uh, our ass kicked by a terrible North Carolina team, but they were better than we were the second half. Their 119-year-old head coach outcoached our coach, and their uh, freshman quarterback outplayed our senior quarterback, and they beat us. That, that video of Mac dancing, that had, to, that had to make you feel good the next day. I didn't watch it. <laughs> that turned, starts your year off bad. Brilliant. Oh, you were mad. Yeah, I was pissed off. I know. I and let me tell you why I'm pissed you off. start tagging the head coach in your tweets to say he should be fired, that's when you know you're Well, let me off. tell you why I'm pissed off. When Will, <laughs> came, when Will Muschamp came in there, he fired all my buddies that were on the coaching staff. But I've tried to keep that personal in business and leave it separated. But we just lost our third game in a row to the ACC. I despise Clemson. I despise UVA. <laughs> And North Carolina is a freaking basketball school. So to get beat by the A-she-she three times in a row, it pisses me off. So I call for his head because I've I've had enough, man. He's had four years. These are his senior players. The offense sucked. We took three deep balls downfield all day. I spent $1,000 to go to the last two games, and we suck. So I'm pissed off. Sorry. I'm, I, an, I'm a UNC guy, so I'm freaking loving it. How are you a UNC guy from the north? This is typical I, I am, UNC my cousin, No, my cousin played for the Tar Heels. He was All-American, uh, Brian Blatos, back in the day and played in the NFL. So we grew up huge Tar Heel fans. Huge Tar Heel fans from Long Island, New York. Damn straight, He's son. a big guy. That's a typical. My cousin would 
had uh, it's a typical Tar Heel fan. They didn't heads. graduate from there. They probably never been on actual campus. They may I have. have been to a stadium. How many? What what part of campus did you go on, Donor? What what room did you see? I didn't go in a room, but okay. I what mean, building did you see? I walked around campus. <laughs> <laughs> Typical like, UNC. Hey, I was fan I right wasn't there. rich enough to go to damn UNC. This is like a Patriots fan, <laughs> yeah. just like it. Who's favorite team? Patriots. Where'd you grow up? Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's very That's true. About right. Damn Patriot fans. Yeah. Oh. In, in two years, when Brady retires, yeah. Who you like now? Ah oh, man, uh, I don't San know. Francisco. Yeah. Rams. Yeah. The, Rams the Chiefs. Guy. The Chiefs. That Mahomes guy is really fun. Yeah. Whatever. Hey, you know the best part about college football is we get to be a fan. You know, NFL's obviously rolling off this week. We get to be fans. We're all in fantasy leagues. So when fans get mad and send me crazy stuff on Twitter and they MF me and they MF Clint and they tell us we suck and then they obviously you got way more fans that tell you how great you are and I appreciate you guys. Y'all are the only ones I listen to. But um <laughs> like as a fan after that game, I can relate to frustrations that I get sometimes. Yeah. All you guys in fantasy leagues? Yeah. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. How many each? Oh, just one for me. Just one. Uh, eight. Holy Jeez. crap! I, okay, so you gotta understand, Freddie makes a partial living <laughs> off fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> we had uh, he was in the spotter league that I had for a couple years, and he what'd you win it two or three years in a row? Jesus, I think he was Dynasty. so four years. I, I think he was so good he won it twice in the same year. <laughs> we we single handedly. Funded hey, his Daytona Speed Weeks. Say, you fund my Speed Weeks every so year. So I, I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't pay him until we went down there for Daytona, and you know he'd go, "Hey, uh, you got my money? Hey, uh, you got my money?" And if he, the further you went into the weekend, it was like, "Hey, uh, I'm gonna need that money." TJ <laughs> always money. made it to race week. He didn't give it to me like qualifying week. He, yeah. he gave away the race. That week. was last, better. It was that like last night, bank. lollipops was always a good one. <laughs> lollipops, was the candy store. It's, I, I you bet you there? he has good. Yeah. Fan- fantasy uh, names. Well, you only have one team, Brett. What's your fantasy name? Ass kicking chickens. <laughs> no, that's not very. That, mine's, that's pretty unique. Mine's, mine's always show me your TDs. Yeah, that's good. You don't have multiples. Oh, I got a bunch. There's I some say, I can't. <laughs> some I can't say on air. But if I was yeah. gonna do a new name, it would be I have big Mahonas. <laughs> <laughs> I got a one. I had a keeper league this year where I got Saquon. So my one's like, watch what you Saquon. Yeah, uh, there's yeah. A couple, there's a couple of them. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'm a big Patrick fan though. I, I got to see him play an AFC game. A little guy, hell of an athlete. He's fun to watch. The yeah, KC he's quarterback. Fun to watch for sure. I'm yeah. excited to see how well that. Now that we uh, the Bills we got rid of McCoy, <sighs> and he went to right to the place where his oh, coach yeah. was. <laughs> I mean, uh, you could have probably seen that coming. Yeah, he's going to thrive there. Yeah, he's going to do well. I think. I mean, that, but they have a lot of weapons too, so it's not like they can just focus on on him. But anyway, enough football, I guess. Unless <laughs> Brett wants to talk Clemson, can. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm a fan of Clemson this week. Yeah, <laughs> who's favorite team this week? Donor Clemson. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Do y'all actually have colleges in New York. No, that's why I was never a uh, damn <laughs> not really a college not football fan. Yeah, no. Syracuse is. I up mean, there. I'm, a, I'm a Syracuse fan. I'm a Syracuse fan. Syracuse is like it. middle of the state. I mean, we got like the closest one to us. It's a big time school. Oh. Would be like either St. John's is out, kind of yeah. Queens. They don't play football. Or Stony Brook. They're like they basketball don't play. Teams. Hofstra. Yeah. <laughs> Hofstra. Basketball <laughs> teams. Yeah, yeah. Basketball teams. You got like UB's pretty decent. Who? Yeah, exactly. UB? What the hell is UB? UV? UB 40? UB, University of Buffalo. Oh, Buffalo. Oh. I mean, they've that had some good. Count. That's not a lot. They've had some good yeah, athletes like come out of there. That's like nine hours away. <laughs> they've, co- they've had some good athletes come out of there. Yeah. What, you? No. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait. No, you said athletes. <laughs> yeah, athletes, man. Well, speaking of athletes, did you, you got a full body mirror? <laughs> 
Are you talking to Freddie or me? No, you. TJ's on diet. He's lost eight pounds. I know. Got his hair cut. TJ's looking good these days. Are you trolling? Are you getting ready to get separated? That's what chicks do, man. When they're about to leave their old man, they lose weight. They get their hair grow back out. They get new makeup. Man, they get on that uh, Atkins diet or that uh, keto, keto diet. Keto, yeah. They're rolling, you're like, damn, girl, you looking good. I thought keto was something you Two played Two weeks later, it's like, <laughs> hey, thing. I'm uh, keto. Oh. Pick numbers. <laughs> I ain't with him no more. <laughs> they, get, they both get numbers. Yeah. So I heard, I heard, and I'm not going to say names, uh, Earl and Herm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm getting? Yeah. <laughs> you know what Earl told oh, Herm? Earl, yeah. should, I, should we say that? Yeah, why not? It's fun. So Earl goes up to Herm and he goes, <laughs> He, didn't he ask if he was married? He or said, something? "He said, Herm, you got a you got a, a full length mirror." We well, your... didn't ask if he was married first. No, he knows he's not married. Okay. He, knew he, he said he was. That's what he was getting at. Yeah, like, he started off by so saying. So Earl Barbin goes up to to Mike Herman. <laughs> Earl spots for the forty eight. Herm does seventeen. <laughs> you they're both it. they're both bigger <laughs> than I am, but uh, <laughs> they. Uh, so Earl walks up to Herman. He's like, "Hey, you got a you got a full length mirror in your house?" <laughs> and Herm's like, uh, "Yeah, why?" He's like, "Well, that's." That's kind of how I decided to get married. Maybe you need to take a look at it. He said, what? He said, yeah. I come, Earl said, I come out of the shower and walk by that mirror. And he said, I, I kind of just bounced up and down a little bit and said, well, I better marry her. I ain't getting no better looking. He says, I think maybe it's time for you to try that. So her prompt flipped him off and walked off. But, yeah, so. Get jiggle with it. I think, yeah, get jiggle with it is for sure. Uh, nah, but, yeah, nah, nah, but nah, 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 I don't nah. think. <laughs> Herb can have all the mirrors he wants. I, I don't know when he's ever getting married. So. <laughs> he need a lot of them. <laughs> Poor Kelly. Jeez, Poor Kelly. Oh man. I got flipped off by Herm this weekend. <laughs> Did you? On the drive home, yeah. Oh. <laughs> he's about eighth in line, and we pulled up to a red light, and he tried to get in the right lane when it was getting ready to end, and it didn't work out for him. <laughs> oh. I was so disappointed. So we're driving. I was. I rode home with Doug Campbell, and uh, we get behind Priest, which I don't know if you've seen Priest's car, but he's got like a oh, souped-up Mustang yes. that's slammed to the ground. <clears throat> How yes. did Priest beat you out of the racetrack? Well, we we stopped to uh, oh, get something. Okay, so he but he was he parked outside too, so he was he was hauling ass. But um, so him and Reagan are out of the light in front of us, David Reagan, and we see me and Doug see cops off to our left, but they can't see him because they're talking to each other. So then we're like trying to egg him on, like go 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 go, and Ryan's tacking <laughs> it up, and I'm like, here we go, this is gonna get exciting, and oh I'm like, we're trying to egg Ryan on, and he didn't go, and Reagan kind of almost rolled through the red light trying to race him. And we're like, oh, this is going to be awesome. They took off, and then cops, I don't know if they didn't see him or what, but it was, what a letdown. I was like, hopefully both of these guys <laughs> oh, end up in jail. Oh, that would have been awesome. Yeah, <laughs> but what a, what a letdown. That would have been awesome. Yeah, that that to witness that. Yeah. Well, to egg it on, was because you, all you got to do is tell Ryan, like, you yeah. won't. Yeah, you, you won't, won't do it. You won't do He's it. He's better than you. <laughs> yeah. Just get him going a little bit. Yeah, and Ryan will, he definitely uh, doesn't, resp- he, he'll perk up to that. Yeah, oh, yeah. For, for sure. sure. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Should we move on? Well, yeah. I mean, we're talking all this football. All we've done is fill up this table with damn footballs and crap. I think we need to start filling it up with some other stuff. What do y'all think? What do you think? Like a like a Henrik Lundquist mask or something, donor? Is that what you're looking uh, towards? This is the last time I suggest you host the show. <laughs> I got my Islander stuff up in here, so screw you. See? Yeah, man. I got Islander stuff all up in here. Uh, got Bobby Nystrom, man. Real nice. These guys are like, what the hell I've are you guys talking about? People. No, I just know the Islanders. Speaking French. I know the Islanders suck, so. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. They've it, won the Stanley Cup. I take Cup after them. As many times as the Sabres have in the last 20 years. <laughs> what are we going to bid on next? It's got to be something not sports, guys. 
Not, not, like, not, not, not like football or baseball not or something sports, like that. So racing is not a sport? Oh, don't get me started there. You know what side of the fence I'm in on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so I saw a Ned Jarrett sign, number 11, 1965 Ford Galaxy diecast. Ooh. Um, also a Kelly Arborough sign, number 27, 1965 Ford Galaxy diecast. Um, I don't know. I'm going to have to go with the... Uh, they're both good-looking cars. I got to go with Kale. Really? Yeah. Uh, South Carolina native, the Sandlapper, Kale Yarborough. Oh. Go yeah, but that Bondi, Long, that Bondi Long number 11 there with the white yeah. wheels is so damn good-looking, that blue Gentleman 11. Gentleman Ned's a bad man, too. He's yeah. a great guy. I don't I mean, that's a better-looking car. Budget. Can we get both yeah, of them? Yeah, can we go for both? We can place a bid <laughs> on both, right? Yeah, he ain't never going to, you know, I think we have a budget per week. I know, but what if we just split it and see if we can get them both? Yeah. Oh, we could try, but and then if one gets too high, we'll cancel that bid and add it to the true, next one. True, true. Yeah, I, I say like let's try. go with both. I like it. Let's get both. Let's fill this table up. Let's let's use Dale Jr.'s budget. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we, budget. no, what what budget? <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right. Should we move in? Move on to spot on, spot off. Come on, host. What? Yeah. Move you. us into hot. Yeah, this is the rookie host hey, right here. Well. <laughs> I didn't realize we were done yet. Did we decide we're going to bet on both of them? Well, let's just try for both of them. All right, we're going to try for both of them. I'm secretly rooting for Ned, though. All right, me too. I'm with you. All right, let's move on to spot on, spot off. Spot on, spot on, spot off. Spot on, spot off. Spot on, spot off. Spot on, spot off. Spot on, you like it. Spot off, you don't like it. And you say why either way. All right, first topic I don't know why Jason. Did Jason think Casey was coming today? Because I'm no. It says do, Casey. Do Can I got to do this in Casey's voice? The print is voice? so small. I can't read. I, here's it. where. Here's why I get annoyed at this show because I know why I'm here hosting today. This yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. Okay? Why are you here? Because you guys could not get a hot chick to replace Casey or Hannah, so you just went with your buddy with the biggest breasts. Curvy yeah. man. I don't Curvy appreciate man. that at all. Okay. I mean, I wore my push up bra today to make <laughs> them look better, but this is nonsense. <laughs> well, you know. So can you be Casey for the first one? No chance. Next time, Come can on, you wear a tank top, too? A halter top? <laughs> I look like a sports King bra. Kong Actually, you top. could pull off a sports bra. <laughs> a 4X. I definitely I think, I believe I've shown my abs enough on this show in the past. That <laughs> That's true. I don't, I don't think anybody else abs. has ever seen I didn't see any abs. Yeah, they were there. <laughs> we drew them on, but they were there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first topic. Playoff bubble with one regular season race remaining. 15th, Clint Boyer, 8 to the good. 16th, and or tied for 16th is Daniel Suarez and Ryan Newman. And Jimmy Johnson, after his mishap on Sunday night, is 18 points out. Who you got, boys? Brett. I'm spot on because I'm first out of these four. <laughs> uh, honestly, man, it's going to be a fight to the end of the Brickyard. And, and if we didn't have stage points, I would feel a lot more comfortable going into this race knowing that we're ahead of three guys with an eight-point margin and then obviously a 20-something point margin. But it only takes two stages to really wipe that lead completely out if we don't get points, and a couple, three of those guys do. So it's uh, it's got to be another solid weekend, just like we had in Darlington, mm-hmm. where we get stage points and have a top you know, top seven single-digit finish to give us a chance to move on. Uh, I'm spot on. What better – this is like a, like a playoff race already. Like this is um, an elimination race. It doesn't really get much better than, you know, two guys, three guys, four guys right here that are all eligible to be in there. You got, uh, you know, Brett's going to be nervous all race, which I'm, I'm going to enjoy. I'm not nervous. You're going to be nervous <laughs> during the race. Uh, I'm going to enjoy that. 
I'm going to enjoy watching the, especially after last week, the 41 and the six having their. That's going to be interesting yeah. how that how that goes. And then you got you know seven times sitting back there who could who literally tweeted this morning he can't wait to get there. Like he's, I mean, he's being uh, confident, which I, if I had seven yeah, championships, I would too. They've been a little faster lately too. I mean, you yeah. never know, man. He might he might get up there and lead some laps and be a threat for the win. And then who is uh who is outside that could possibly win now? Like, is there anybody? <clears throat> is there anybody eighteenth well, or worse? Here, here's the thing, TJ. Like we've seen Paul Menard win there. We've seen Casey Kane, who was completely out of the playoff, did not have a lot of speed yeah. that year. He won there. So two things can make that happen: a wreck that takes out a lot of really good cars, which with this package, yeah. a restart, that could easily happen. We even saw it happen at Darlington, where a wreck took out a lot of good cars, right? Or a fuel mileage play, a strategy yeah. play, a yellow now, near near a window. Yeah, the the stages certainly decrease those opportunities for fuel mods races, but nonetheless, yeah. we could easily mm-hmm. see a Ricky Stenhouse or somebody of that caliber sneak in here with a win. Yeah. Then it only puts one guy in on points, so I'm sure the media will do a great job controlling that narrative, but there may only be one spot up for grabs here. We don't know. Yeah, you're right. Never know. Jimmy said, wishing it was Sunday already. This team is ready to race. Let's go. Like, he tweeted that a little bit fired ago. Up. So yeah, yeah, fired up. Earl, and, and, Earl was like, all right. And that's the thing you got to play is you got to play offense. You got to do what he did the other night. I mean, if you get caught up in crap, you get caught up in crap. But if we talked about it on this show, if you go run and play defense, you're not going to make it. You're yeah. going to suck. And, and I you, agree. You're one mistake away, like you said, that you got a 15 point gap right now. You're one speeding penalty in the first segment away from that gap being erased. You know, Gone. you you're, that's got if somebody finishes fourth or fifth in both stages, you're you're back tied racing at the end. You know, so it's 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 way tighter. Even though the point gap is fifteen, it's not fifteen positions because of them stage points. Yeah, Jimmy's got the ability to put a lot of pressure on these guys if he gets up there. He's got the ability to, you know, clinch in. And but if he sees if he looks at that scoring pile and you say the forty eight's leading, you've been you've been in that situation before where there's been a guy leading. And you know, you know, but that, and you're like, oh, you never know when that could happen. Never know. So no. maybe Dibbetto leading the other week. Did I say it right that time? No. If Benedetto, if he wins. <laughs> If he wins, now we're talking about one spot. Well, here it is, the last race, and that scenario is still out there. Yeah, and that's yeah. what a lot of people gave Newman you know, grief over running him as hard as – well, right now, Newman would be 15 points out if the Benedetto won. Correct. Instead of tied for that last playoff spot. Yeah, Big, big we, difference. We talked about how important that was. You know, I don't think Ryan meant to hurt his car or anything, but Ryan's got a race. Yeah. like he got he, to. He, your whole entire season depends on that guy winning that race or not. You know, he – there was nothing. I mean, it wasn't the nicest move in the world. You know, everybody kind of wanted the feel-good story of him winning, but that, you know, put him way behind the eight ball. Clint yeah. and Jimmy raced each other extremely hard in stage two the other night. I mean, beating, banging, guys are going around us three wide because we're both doing all we can do. Same thing for Newman and, and obviously Suarez, which we'll get to that in a minute. But, I mean, these four guys are going to race each other like that all day if they're around each other at any yeah. Yeah, let's move on to that now. Newman says, what comes around goes around after spinning while racing with Suarez on Sunday night. Yeah, I didn't. CJ. I mean, spot on. You make you make your own luck. You spin the guy you're racing, I would expect it back at some point. Um, you know, I'm not saying Ryan's going to go out there and, and spin anybody, but he's going to race the 41 exceptionally hard. Um, it really, I mean, he's got to anyway. Yeah, but now I remember it really hard. I re- I know TJ said a lot about this. You know, are you ready for what comes around? Talking about Ross this year and some of the racing we've seen. Do you remember when Newman wrecked Larson on purpose? Yeah. Yes, Phoenix. Phoenix. Okay, so if Suarez does that to Newman, is that karma for Newman, or is Newman got a right to be <laughs> fight mad? Who? <Ooh. laughs> TJ. 
Ah. Uh, mm. That's a good point. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> Newman just said what goes around comes around. I think now he's fighting mad because Daniel's already done it once. But did Daniel really wreck him? I don't know. Uh, I don't I didn't see it. I didn't see what led I up to it. it. Did he really wreck him? Pretty much. You think so? Yeah. I, I mean, he fought. I mean, he kind of squeezed. Replay. Like, you know how turn one narrows out. Have you seen the oh, replay? Yeah. No? no, I have seen the replay. So I saw it. Turn live. one narrows out, so they kind of both run in on the apron, and then Daniel's probably at just behind his wheel, and then just chases him up to the wall and and turns him. Daniel said he came across his nose, but they were both going up the hill when he spun, so I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> but uh, well, no race car driver's ever going to miss doing <laughs> something wrong. I, I would. Uh, I put. The, I t- actually told Bubba during the race. I said, "Hey, uh, forty-one just turned to six, just in case we end up around them." The rest of the evening, it's probably going to get big. Yeah, yeah. I once said the eight, the forty-three just turned the eighteen. You got to watch out. Where? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm, you know, this is what makes this format exciting. It is. This yeah. is what it was built for. This is the, these guys are under pressure now. And they know it. It's a game seven moment for us four to transfer into the finals. Period. It's not yeah. a game seven moment for the championship, but it's a game seven moment to survive. And I think. That's a good thing for what NASCAR tried to create with this platform. I mean, dude, we've seen so many times we would get the Homestead, the final race of the year, or Atlanta, the final race of the year when it was a final race, and the points leader be decided upon well before we even showed up. Yeah. You're not going to see that with this format. So if you're a race fan, I realize it's completely against everything we were all built on in the 80s and 90s. But for excitement, this is this is it. This It doesn't get any better Hey, let this. me ask you this. That year that, that – um Ryan moved Larson. Is that the year that he went to the Final Four? Yes. Yes. Newman seems to find his way into these scenarios. When uh, y'all were needing that win at Richmond, who was leading the race? Newman. Yeah. So I, I wasn't needing to win. Well, I mean, he you needed him not to win. Right. Well, no, and I didn't. Then, it didn't matter to me. Well, he's in these <laughs> situations a lot. He's in these situations a lot. Like he's been. So you're saying he performs under pressure? Uh, I mean. I mean, he he obviously did something at Phoenix when he moved Larson and went to Homestead and raced for a championship. So do what you got to do. The twenty two has done that yeah. uh, before too. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think Daniel might have. To me, Daniel made his bet a little early, a week before he needed to. In my opinion, you, now you can't go do that again. Otherwise, you're never. I mean, you can. Ryan Ryan's going to make sure he will. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, I don't disagree with you. Who, on that. Yeah, I don't think we talk about the rest of the show. He got who's who's going to transfer. Brett, uh, you only get to pick one. <laughs> well, obviously, I'm going to pick myself. And I truly believe that us and Suarez have the best chance because I look at Newman and I, he doesn't have the speed that the other three have. Uh, however, Jimmy, the last few weeks, has found a lot of speed. So, But he, he's not executing. They're not executing. So, I mean, Jimmy's got a – I personally think if you made me gamble on it, I would say Clint and somehow another Jimmy. But I, but I want it to be Clinton Suarez because I'd love to see SHR obviously get all four cars in. I mean, when you look at organizations, you could do that. It's a big deal. Yeah, I think you have the best – your odds are the best right now. But, you know, if you play too much defense and Jimmy's playing offense, Newman's Newman's not going to be a factor the first part of the race, but he finds his way near the front. He finds his way up there when he's got to when it, when it counts. So. Sadly – Newman and I will probably qualify the worst, and that's the least favorite part of my weekend as we come down to this. It's, I'm not nervous doing my job on Sunday. I'm nervous as to where we'll qualify every week. I mean, last week, Suarez and Jimmy both in the front, and we're back there 13th. Like, that's just kind of been our deal this year, and we need to show up and we need to qualify top six. You know, 
what I weren't you didn't Clint say that wasn't Clint mad at Ryan at Charlotte? Yeah, I'll start race. Yeah, he said he like finished like fifteenth, twentieth every week. Now y'all racing for <laughs> now y'all racing for fifteenth. We're racing for fifteenth points. <laughs> racing yeah. for your life. <laughs> anyway, it should ah. be exciting, man. I'm I'm a, it's gonna be exciting. You got I mean Clint's got a good shot. If he just goes and runs a quietly smart race, got to execute. In. Yep. Yeah, I think the only, the only thing you're really looking at this week is new, that Newman and 41 battle. And, and Daniel's been—I feel like he's been a little bit, you know, hot tempered this year, which could also come into it if somebody else races him hard. Maybe he puts himself in a bad spot this week. So, I, I, I'm with you though. Somehow, I feel like it's going to be Newman. I mean, well, uh, you th- guys and Johnson. The thing is, you know, when you're looking at it from our perspective, is we only have to beat one out of three. And if we can beat more, score more points than one out of three, we're definitely yeah. in. I, so I, I just we we can't get tunnel vision and get caught up in the next stage and winning the race. And like you have to literally <clears throat> watch what they're doing, and 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 call your race based on beating one out of three. Yeah, I think you're one of your biggest fact enemies here is Newman. He's going to be like you said. He's not going to have the speed to be in the top five or six or whatever where he probably needs to, where he needs to be to to have a shot at winning or whatever. But if we get a caution at the right time, he's going to throw the Hail Mary. And that's where he's going to go off sequence. He's going to do what everyone else doesn't. Yep. And you're going to be like, all right, let's see where we'll, – oh, the six is second. Yeah. Lining up second. We're 13th. And let's be honest. What tire and the tire performance this weekend plays into that? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, so I think it's awesome. We got so many different strategies that we, are going to be played. I mean, Newman's whole career – really came to life. Obviously, he sat on a lot of poles. It gave him a lot of opportunities to have a good pit stall and start up front. But Newman's whole career came to life winning races when his crew chief, Matt Borland, was calling all those races aggressively, stay out, no tires, come in, get two tires. Like He caught the tire game and perfect for what Borland did for strategy. Now everybody's on the same sequence. But what tire Goodyear brings could play in to how Ryan likes to race in terms of taking a car that's not that fast, a tire that's willing to hold on, leaving him out there with track position, and like we said before, it's like passing a kidney stone when you catch a guy. Yep. Yeah, and speaking of Borland and these crew chiefs, don't discount mm-hmm. them either because we talk about these guys not having speed. Miraculously, in some of these cutoff races, the last race in these chases, all these cars seem to pick up a little bit. I don't know if they yeah. they push the envelope in tech a little bit more or not, but well, these, these guys Borland, can pick up speed. I don't think Borland's going to be there. Yeah, he's not going to make it this week, I <clears> think, but that's on to another subject. <laughs> Dale Earnhardt Jr. has now finished top five in both post-retirement Xfinity races. TJ. Uh, spot on. He had a, had a good run at Richmond last year. Was probably going to win the race as the late caution came out. Um, and he uh, he was having fun, man. He, I could tell he did an in-car interview with um, with Burton after the first stage or the uh, first yellow, and he was talking so fast and so loud. And then at, in, during the interview, he's like, yeah, I'm really surprised at how calm I am, but he's talking so fast and so loud. <laughs> I went into his bus the next morning. I'm like, you know how excited and loud you were talking when you were saying you were really calm? <laughs> it was hilarious, but uh, he was having a good time, man. He, it didn't take him long to get right back uh, into, into his ways of how he used to race Darlington. He was one of the first ones up right against the wall early in three. And he's one of the only ones that did it most of the day because he can. He's he's that talented. He's good enough at doing it. And uh, I mean, he had a solid run. I mean, I, I don't think there's. Did you? You weren't there, but the, I got on the elevator and I was going down, and you could hear. I could yes. tell when he got out of the car, like the oh. crowd was 
so loud. Were you? You weren't there. Were it's you? Unreal. And they're not. They're, and they're oh, yeah. cheering. They're cheering like, for a lot of things right there. Not yeah. just him racing. So, they're cheering for him still being on yeah. Earth with I us. I mean, let alone yeah. the crowd we had. Just the crowd we had for the fact that he was. I looked down. We're getting ready to go green, and there's still lines of people trying to get in the racetrack. Yeah, like just because you know. I mean, yeah, the racetrack's got. It was. Uh, that. Yeah. that was terrible. It was a funny moment on the spotter saying, "We're racing Christopher Bell. It's about halfway through the race, and he's kind of he's faster than us. He he clears us on the bottom in three, but doesn't slide up in front of us." And we go back around at about 12 mile an hour faster. <laughs> it was awesome. And uh, there was about half the spotters turning around or fist pumping and stuff, like just like, you know, cheering for him. Well, so, here's the thing Dell Jr.'s legacy is already written, right? He's already going to go down as an Xfinity Series back to back champion, a guy that won a lot of races, who competed, who won Daytona 500s, right? His legacy is written. And here he is two weeks ago in a plane crash, and he decides to put on his tough guy helmet and get back in the race car and show how big of a real-life badass he is, when in all reality, he doesn't have one single reason to do that. He's already wealthy. He's already got Junior Motorsports, a, a successful business. He's already a great broadcaster. He has zero motivation to put that helmet on other than to just go be a badass. And when all them yeah. guys were fist pumping, that's why they were fist pumping because yeah. they were like, Dale Jr.'s still a badass. <laughs> yeah, it, it was fun, man, just to just see him get back out there and have the fun that he was having and, and, and be competitive, man. The main thing was just being competitive. I mean, he, I could tell. And that's the other I thing. He, he didn't just go ride around. He, he went nah, to he race. Was, yeah. he, was, he was there to race. When I saw him get up by the wall and he was starting – he was like one of the pioneers of the early get to the wall. You early. know why like, that's in his bloodline. He can't help he it. He can't. When I saw him do that, I was like, okay, well, we're we're racing the rest of this race. We're not just riding around here. Yeah. When I saw him do that, I was like, okay, it's going to be true. on now. So good for him. Yeah. A step toward norm, more normalcy, given what yeah. they were up against. Hopefully, it helped the whole family. It certainly helped every race fan that I know and everybody in the industry just to see him go do it because he didn't yeah. have to do that. And the crowd for cheering there, man. That's see, awesome. Yeah that that was that was one of the loudest cheers I've heard all year. Like it's from yeah, like after Post, yeah, Post like a race line. like that yeah yeah. <laughs> there was, is that yeah. I was following Dale all uh, all weekend, of course. Dirty <laughs> Imagine Mo, that dirt, Dirty Mo Media, <laughs> Dirty Mo Media is putting together another documentary, and this one's got so much more layers to it. Uh, but that moment, Dale even said afterwards when we were driving out of there, how that was one of the best moments he's ever had fan wise, like standing there and just them cheering big, but I wanted to ask you guys, because I know Brett, you weren't there, but TJ, you were busy working and you were busy working, but at any point during that race or during a caution, did you look down at the grandstands? Cause what I was amazed by was the amount of blue shirts. Yeah. I saw that. It kind of stuck out for me. I couldn't, I, I couldn't believe it. Did you guys notice that? I did notice that a lot of. Uh, I noticed a lot of shirts from that obviously were sold that weekend or yeah. up, to, up, you know, coming up this weekend. Um, I noticed it myself. Yeah, I noticed a bunch of them actually walking through the tunnel to go to the roof. I yeah. see like four or five people. Every time he made a pass, you could tell because the crowd. I saw guys. It's almost like they were staged. It was the guys that were standing up, like pointing, telling them to go. You know, <laughs> yeah. like it was. It, there was a lot of people doing that. Me, man. Uh, Megan and John, my brother, watched the race, and they were like just talking about how much fun he had. Like they said, he just yeah. spent like I, maybe it was a Burton interview. They said he spent like a whole lap, like driving his car up and say, oh, my, it's doing this up here, and it's going over yeah. here. Like he said, like <laughs> he just had that much. You could tell how much fun he was having behind the wheel. Yeah, it was fun, man. Great place for him to run, too, man, with all the race fans there, and and uh, what a facility to do it at. It's got to be good for you to be back with him, too. That was fun, yeah. It was like old times. He didn't yell, though. So I was, was going to say, he's probably in a lot better mood. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, really, I really thought he'd get a little lippy at some point, but after when I saw him go up by the wall, and I'm like, okay, well, 
he we're racing now. I mean, he's doing this stuff because he wants to get up to the front. I was like, yep, at some point he's going to get mad. So, But he never did. He did good. I thought about you during the middle of the cup race. Uh, Clint was coming off four on a restart. And, man, he might have been clear. He might not. As you well know, that's a tough angle. And he was like, I think I was clear right there. And I thought to myself, (laughs) you know what? You thought you were clear at Bristol, too, when you wrecked yourself. But I didn't say that. (laughs) Yeah. I said, well, you'll probably know you're clear before I will right there. So if you think you're clear, go ahead and scoot up. That just happened to you recently with Elliot somewhere. You were leading or battling for the lead, weren't you? And and he – it was at Darlington. Bristol, maybe. Oh, Bristol, you Bristol. wrecked him. But yeah. Darlington, I remember, he come <laughs> off a of four and cleared himself, I think, like, this, like yeah. two years ago, three With years Jones. ago, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and ended up in the fence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a really yeah, tough angle for us. We're looking at but cameras. The, 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 that's the problem. We've got the fence in our way, cameras in our way, the, the angle of the view. Like, it, it, we're low to the racetrack. There's other Close. spotters. Tony Range's head's in my way. Yeah. Like it's. I looked at bleach blonde hair for 500 miles. Yeah, the sled that. agent's up there. <laughs> Hey, Dilner, we got this chick. She's 5'10". She's I was talking about Monez. Oh, oh, yeah, I was thinking Monez with <laughs> the dang. jeans, man. Oh, was, <laughs> we got this chick with full tactical gear. With a, I mean, she's – I'm like – Scared Who's this? Hey, this hey woman. big mouth full of dip. I mean, yeah, she was spitting in a freaking. <laughs> she a fan or a spotter? No, no she, she was, was a, a sled like a, agent, yeah. which stands for South Carolina Law Enforcement Division, which is oh. basically our version of the CIA, right? Full so, tactical yeah. F- yeah. Yes, I'm sorry, our version of the FBI. But she's oh. up there, like just Did mac- you see her? I, oh, I saw her, yeah. There's two of them. I was scared to yeah. death of her. One girl, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was serious, man. She wasn't it, messing around. No, nah, man. Hey, she kicks in the door. I'm laying down. I don't care. <laughs> How many beers would it take hey, to hey, have you fight her? Oh, yeah. Hey, me and TJ could chicken fight her, and she'd still be taller than us. <laughs> <laughs> we could probably... She'd beat us at the same time, no matter what. <laughs> She'd beat me with you. Yes. She'd pick yeah. you up and beat yeah. my ass. Yeah, There's no doubt, man. All right. Toyota and Joe Gibbs Racing win their 13th cup race of the season at Darlington. Now have six more wins than Ford. Brett. We said two weeks ago, if you're not in a Toyota, it's almost like you're in a deficit. And I think this says it. I mean, you even watched him in a Dedo. Did I get it right that time? Close. Close. Right. Close. When he runs a Gibbs car at the short tracks and at the road courses, he's very relevant. When you get him to the mile and a half, so I'm assuming at Indy this weekend, he probably will be back in their stuff and won't be relevant. Their cars are so much faster that he looks like a hero when he gets in that car. Fast cars go fast. Spot on for what they're doing. Spot off for what the rest of us are trying to do, which is beat them. Yeah, they know there's – I mean, who's got most of their wins? How many has Kyle got? Dude, they've all got them. Each driver had four going into Jones's win. Yeah, so between Truex and um, Danny's got three or four now. Danny's got three? I think they all had four, but I could be wrong. Yeah. That's, A bunch. That's pretty good, man. They're all yeah. winning. Yeah, tough to uh, tough to deal, but it's nothing that can't be done, so – just got to keep fighting and keep racing and see where you end up. Yeah. Like you said, they got it going on right now. The worst one, up until Danny's wreck, the worst one all night was the 95, and he was in the top 10 most of the race. I've seen this I've seen this story before. Yeah, it, it comes around. Somebody yeah, I've, seen, I've seen this story before. <laughs> the big, get hot at the right time. The big three and me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, on to the next one. Team owner Bob Levine's tweet. Let's go read what that says. Oh, like a, a kid, uh, a guy named Kevin Morin. Uh, said about Matt DiBenedetto, uh, Matt is the direction NASCAR needs to go. And Bob Levine, uh, car owner of the 95 that he drives, that DiBenedetto drives, responded saying, Kevin, what upsets me more is there are 30 people involved to get our car on the track, to give Matt the best car possible, and no one cares about them. It's driver, driver, driver. That's all I hear. It's a team sport, people. We have 30 important people that works for LFR. 
it's not the fan's job to care about the 30 employees. It's his job. He's the owner. That's who's got to care about the employees, right? It's the fan's job to care about the storefront, and the storefront is the driver. And that, in this case, is Matt. So, man, I, I appreciate how candid <clears throat> Bob has been on Twitter. However, I've been in this sport 20 years, wrote an article on Silly Season a few weeks ago for The Athletic, and at the end of the day, owners don't have to care about their employees. That They do. They should but they don't always, and that's his job. And, and, and the reality is there are two things that bring you sponsors. The driver, or in this case, sometimes a driver's dad. I mean, that's what we've seen this thing trend towards. So who is in your car is what's important. What we know is Christopher Bell will be bringing a lot of sponsorship when he gets to this car. Now, it's not going to be his dad. It's going to be driver-based sponsorship, and that's okay. That's the way that the model is trending. But for him to say that you know fans should care about the employees back at the shop, they don't care. They never have. Yeah. I mean, I get his side of it, though, because there are, you know, seven, eight, ten guys that travel with that car every week that work all week at the shop. They can go to the racetrack, too. How that, many fans could name one hmm. of those people? No, that's what I'm saying. They don't – sometimes I feel like there's not enough recognition for those people. Um, I don't disagree with you, but as a sports fan – Yeah, no, no. you know, most time, like NFL, everyone knows who the quarterback is. Probably can't name many people yeah. after that. I was going to say, do you know who the head coach's <clears throat> secretary is? Exactly. Yeah, so, I mean. But, I mean – That's the owner's problem. <laughs> Yeah, so but I mean I get his I get his point of it and it'd be it'd be cool if there was a way to recognize the guys that that do bolt that thing together so it can go and do what it's intended to do on the racetrack but um like you said fast cars go fast and they go fast because they got people putting them together. You know, and sometimes I think it could be there could be a little more recognition for those guys cuz there's a those guys are awesome, man. All the crew guys that put in them hours for every team, man. They they you know, they uh they really work their tails off. I care about the crew guys because I know who they are. Yeah. But the fans, this guy barking at a fan about caring about a crew guy, they don't even know who the crew guys are. So how, why would they care? Yeah. Can If he can name all 30 employees in his tweet, maybe they recognize the name, maybe they care. Yeah. But I don't, I, as, a rate, as a sports fan, I can certainly understand where the fans coming from saying, hey, Matt is my guy. He's been doing well for you the last half of the year. First half of the year, Matt was terrible. He couldn't finish above 20th to save his yeah. life. And now he can't help but finish better than eighth. It's how much better he's been the last Fans 10 weeks. Fans also get a they get attached to the drivers more because they're the ones they see. They're 100%. the ones on camera, they're the ones that are signing the autograph. That's why. That's how they that's how they get attached to that too. So yeah. Well, I mean, let's face it, when when Matt's doing well, they're not saying the, the spotter's name over the television <clears throat> nonstop. They're yeah. not saying the crew chief's name nonstop. They're not saying the team owner. And they're certainly not saying the car chief, the front end mechanic, and the tire guy's name. Yeah. So this fan doesn't know who those people are. Yeah. Yep. Quick rant on Talking about recognition for you know team members and stuff. Have you noticed lately the driver intros, the front row, they bring the pit crew out with them? Yeah. I love that. Why is it the pit crew? What I know. did the pit crew do to get that front <laughs> yeah. row starting spot? It's true. Like bring the, the road crew the out. Road there. Crew the guys that actually built the car and made it, you know, to where you qualify yeah. on the front row. But I mean it's awesome that anybody's getting recognition, but in that situation, why is it not the road crew versus the pit crew? Well, I think we all need more personalities to be I mean, the thing is if you're only covering four 40 guys, which there's only 20 really relevant guys, you're, you're limiting yourself as to who you can cover. So if you can get those guys and their story out, I mean, that's all people really want to do is hear about the story, the human interest side of things. I mean, I saw that. I don't know if you guys saw it, the thing they did on Big Ed the other week at Joe Gibbs Racing and how he's been a part of so many championship teams. Now he's a business owner, owns Denver Marine over in Denver, North Carolina. Like When I see those stories, even as someone in the industry, I have a lot of respect for them highlighting those people. Um, 
But, yeah, I mean, why can't you just bring everybody out there? The road crew guys have been gone four days. The pit crew guys just got there. <laughs> yeah, they got there yeah. three hours ago. Now, hey, we're on the front row. Go walk across the stage. They got there. They drank some muscle milk, did some push-ups, and here they are for dry retro throwing free T-shirts around. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Let's see what's coming up this week on the Dale Jr. Download. The Dale Jr. Download. Listen up. When you're done listening to Door Bumper Clear, go listen and subscribe to my podcast, The Dale Jr. Download. This week, Brad Keselowski, Bad Brad, stops by the studio. Plus, catch us on TV Tuesday, 5 p.m. on NBC Sports Network. The Dale Jr. Download, available on major podcast platforms. The Dale Jr. Download. PristineAuction.com is an online auction site with the most authentic and affordable memorabilia. Yeah, they have many different auction types, including daily auctions, which is one of my favorite, with bids starting at just $1 and ending nightly. Also, the 10-minute auction is a great way to bid quickly and win some really cool stuff. The cool thing is they guarantee the authenticity, and TJ and I both know that it's legit because we got friends that are famous, that their autographs worth a lot of money, and we see their stuff on Pristine Auction. We ask them about them. It's legit. Yeah. So check out some of these previous NASCAR items uh, that went for really low prices. You got an AJ Foyt uh, 8x10 photo, yeah. only 1971. Man, AJ Foyt, he may still be the biggest badass to ever put on a helmet. One like, of them, period. I yeah. wouldn't mess with that guy. No. I wouldn't want to be locked I mean, in a room with him, even with padding all the way around the room for like 20 I seconds. I would. <laughs> he smacked the hell out of somebody not that long ago. Oh, yeah. I mean, he yeah. ain't scared. <laughs> he did. That's he for take sure. on that darn uh, South Carolina. In victory lane. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you got Rick Mears, a signed 8x10 photo that went for 13 bucks. Our point here, people, is you type in who you like, there's going to be something there that's affordable. Yeah, it's quick and free to register, free to bid, and you only pay when you win, obviously. As a DBC listener, type in the registration code CLEAR, C-L-E-A-R. That'll get you $5 off your auction credit to spend, and they'll know that DBC sent you, TJ. Yeah, so check it out each week, and uh, hopefully uh, check us out and see what we bid on next. PristineAuction.com, P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E auction.com. Don't forget that registration code clear. Let's go into fast lane. Three racing questions. One off the wall question. 30 seconds to respond to each. Only 30 seconds. How are you going to stop from talking? Good luck. Fast lane. Okay, so we'll each get 30 seconds here to respond to these questions. It was re- oh Ricky Stenhouse breaking news during the race. It was reported that Ricky Stenhouse said over his radio, "He's glad Ty Dillon is retiring at the end of the year." Is there anyone out there you'd like to see retire, Brett? <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what does Ricky know? Ty's I mean, young. I mean, I might have heard a rumor about this, but I didn't know we were going to break oh, yeah, news like what? during the race. Like what? Uh, Andrew Luck Ricky's retired. Right? Can you believe Andrew Luck retired? No, I can. I, I don't mean, blame I, him. Twenty nine years him. old, rich, hurt. Yeah, I'm gone. I don't yeah. blame him one bit. All right, who would I like to see retire, man? I got to give it up for uh, the guy. Don't that's say Timmy Hill, your friends now. We're, we're friends. <laughs> I got to give it up for the guy that's 212 years old, Morgan Shepard. Man, let's hang the oh, helmet up. Let's go pray. Man. Let's go celebrate Jesus. Let's go to schools and talk about Jesus and racing. Man, let's hang it up. It's time, Morgan. Retire. Oh man, you know I. You know that you look at the age group. Of some of the guys that are up there, but they're still performing. Like Harvick, you know those guys. How old's Harvick? Forty-two, probably. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's one of the older ones Harry now. Right? Didn't start winning until he's fifty. Exactly. <laughs> so it's hard for me to say you want to see some of these guys that have been around a while retire. 
when they're still performing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't really have anyone that stands out on my list right here. You uh, don't have anybody in all of NASCAR that you'd like to see retire. Hirschman? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and not the driver, Hirschman. The spotter, Hirschman. You don't like Tony Hirschman? No, he's not. <laughs> uh, I got one. Who you got? Reed Sorensen. Why? Because he drives me insane every week we try to laugh his ass. God. <laughs> I got to say this happened to me at Darlington. So you know how it is, man. Like your car's fast. It's a different color every week. I mean, we don't all run the same paint schemes like we used to. So we're red and black last weekend honor- honoring Tony Stewart. And you know how quickly and how frequently you catch these lap cars. Yeah. So I'm spot, man. It's one in the morning. I feel like I'm doing a hell of a job. And I glanced in one and two because I was looking at something else, and I could have sworn that we were passing one of those black unsponsored cars. And I was like, clear out, all clear. And I looked forward like 30 feet, and I'm like, that wasn't us. <laughs> we're in front of that guy. Oh, yeah, But we they catch got you. those cars so damn – if you don't constantly stare, every every 10 seconds you're going to pass one of those That's cars. That's what happened to me there with, with Dale Jr. That's I, what happened to me, man. <laughs> I started spotting a guy in front of us, and I was like – Outside, outside, and I look over there, and he's against the wall in three and four. And I'm like, oh, nope, that's not <laughs> happening. Not out there yeah, no. So Clint doesn't say a word about it. I don't even think he realizes it because of the reality is what I told him was true. Yeah, clear, you're all clear. clear. <laughs> so he called me the next day, which I assume his brother or wife, who listens to both channels, uh, called me out because Clint's at his pool, and he called me, and I was at the neighborhood pool, and he's like, you spotted the wrong car last night, didn't you? And I was like. I could lie to him right here, but I think he's got evidence. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna own it. So I was like, "Yeah, man, I, that one time there at one fifteen a.m. I, I screwed up." He's like, "I said, but I didn't lie to you. You were clear." The uh, yeah. we had we. You know, I'll always tell Bubba like your you car know, stood out. Yeah, mine was awesome. My car, and my <laughs> car looked like to me. It looked like the Rainbow Warrior car too. Like when I would yeah. like scan back and find it, but. Um, we we put on tire. We, he had gotten a fan, so we pit like in the middle of a run to put tires on. So we're busting through the field. Yeah, you passed me around two hundred. And uh, <laughs> we, I, I guess you know that white. It was the white. Uh, it was a fifty-two. I think it was. That was terrible, slow in yeah. a way. So we, I was. I always tell Bubba like slow bottom or slow top or you know whichever they're wherever they're running at. And I knew we were running one down. I said, here's another slow one. And it was the damn 95. I thought it was the 52. He's like, I mean, I know I'm faster than him right now, but he's not really a slow guy. I'm like, yeah, oh, oh well. I mean, we're better than him right now. Just the 52, it. I literally called down the pit box, and I said, please tell me this guy's running minimum speed. They're like, no, he ain't close. I'm like, we got too much on the line to have this clown yeah. in the way. I don't even know who was driving that he car. Was, I will say, JJ Hilly. Oh, really? He was out of the way, though. When we, He was yeah. slow. I mean, he would he stayed low. Bottom, yeah. The, it, there's a few of them that you but if can't, you can't run minimum speed. driver was out there getting run over. I felt bad for him. Oh, Which one was he? He, he was, was in the, uh, the 54. one that looked, yeah, the 54. He might have been who I fussed about. Baby no, his yeah, left rear yeah. quarter panel's blown yes. out. He got run over. Uh, I think Reagan run him Off over. Off a two. Yeah. So he was one of the ones that wasn't moving. Like you were going around him on the bottom, so you had to plan ahead. And uh, the 77 and the 54 were. 77. That's Reed. 77 was hey, Reed this week. Right in the groove, man. Like right and like in we the say, groove. We talk about it all the, time, all the time on here. We don't have a problem if you run the groove. Yeah. But like when we're three quarters of the way around you, like lift and let us have the exit of the corner. And that, the 77 is the worst one. We probably flipped him off 400 <laughs> times this year, and he come out on tires because <laughs> we, we hit the fence. We had to like run long on tires. So we had like 50 laps on our tires. And Reed passed us, and Bubba said, that son of a just flipped me off. Man, it's pretty funny. It, it, it can't be fun for those guys to have no, to manage I, those slow car situations. All I ask, though, is that 
If they're not making minimum speed, we got too much on the line yeah. out there. Just park them. And even like we talked about this, I forget what one of the plate races this year. Like the minimum speed needs to be like common sense too. Like where if you can, if maybe I'm making minimum speed, but you can see I'm a hazard out there. Like right. All right, let's make an adjustment. You like can see. Daytona, I was way off the pace, way off the pace, like dangerously off the pace. But I was a second to the good on minimum speed. I'm like, well, this is not safe. Like right. we should not be out here. Black flag me, get me off the damn racetrack. Right. But, right. You know. Whatever. Yeah. Kip's listening. He'll fix it. Yeah. Kip, black flag me anytime I'm having a bad night so I can go home. Please. I mean, that race, I'm text. I was hoping Bubba had his eye watch out. I'm texting him. If you run one second slower, they will kick us off the track right now. <laughs> oh. uh, uh, all right. Not literally, Kip. No, just kidding. Uh, Denny Hamlin's Xfinity win was disqualified on Saturday because he was too low in the left front and too high in the right rear. Winter Cole Custer said that infraction wasn't the deciding factor in the race. Should drivers lose win for infractions that don't ultimately influence the outcome? Oh, it's my turn. Yes, because it's a rule. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. pretty black and white. I mean, we, we've, you can't go back and forth on this. We've said for years we don't want guys to get disqualified. I mean, we want guys to get disqualified because of, you know, it's a black and white rule. And beforehand they were just taking points away and we'd find out on Tuesday. Now it's cut and dry. You find out 20 minutes after the race is over, half hour after the race is over, and you know who the winner is. I mean, clearly we don't want people winning that aren't inside of the rules. You know, I, my struggle here is when you read that, low in the left front means you got a lot more turn and high in the right rear means you got a lot more downforce. But that's not necessarily how this car was going around the track. It was going around the track slam. But for whatever reason, everything didn't make the height rules. So my question is, can we roll the height sticks really quickly after the celebration of, oh, I won, I'm doing my burnout, boom, he rolls the height sticks. Because if they find that there, then we can immediately send second place through the height sticks, send him to victory lane. I just hate – and it's hard, man. NASCAR's in a really tough spot here. It's hard to be efficient with who won the race and who is going to pass tech. And I think as they progress here with this rule, they got to figure out how to manage expectations on both. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how Cole can say that really though, because Cole was right there, had a shot at passing of him. (laughs) Yeah, so that nobody really knows where exactly the left front is compared to everyone else. If it's down a little bit lower, I mean, we're talking the littlest bit right here. But that right rear's up. He getting throttled a little bit earlier because he's got a little more drive off the corner. Yep. Um, you know, Denny's a guy that can take a little bit and make it worth a bunch. So, uh, and you know, as Freddie went to said, it's a it's a roll, man. You gotta these are these are this is the box we have to be in, and that's it. The you know, why not make a show out of it? You know, you go to a lot of dirt races, and they'll roll the guy. The guy wins the race. They roll him up on a scale with a light, green light, red light, you know, about weight, you know, if it's yeah. heavy. Like, make a show out of it. You know, you got a red light, a green light, roll through a height stick. Fans are on the red, waiting, wait. All right, green light, he wins I the like race. They go, like, you know, yeah, make yeah. a show out of it. Make it something for the fans. When, you're, think, at, when you're at a dirt track, you see that, man. Like what yeah, he said, I mean, door. I've been to dirt tracks, like little local dirt tracks, and you wait for the guy to roll across those scales, and you see that light, and, you, and it's there's anticipation there. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of things up to that, though. I mean, they do the do the the drivers in the car still at that point, you know, after that. They don't they don't roll the car through tech with the driver in the yeah, car. Yeah, I mean, you'd so have to make a lot of changes, obviously. They, I think NASCAR is in the right direction, though. Well, as he's far already as, getting out to do an interview on the front stretch, so just leave him out. Well, I'm just saying NASCAR is in the right direction here, and we don't have to wait till Tuesday to know who won. Yeah, you know 100%. what I mean? Everything they're doing in this department, in this area of what we do for a living, the right is, direction. is the right direction, and they're going to keep getting it better. I'm confident yeah, in that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad that we know now. 
All right. The regular season will conclude this weekend at Indianapolis before moving to Daytona in 2020. If you could pick any track on the schedule to host the regular season finale, where would it be, TJ? Man, I, I really like the idea of a, of a short track or a track with multiple grooves. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't mind being in Darlington or something like that. I think that's a great place. A short track or a, or, or a place like Darlington, Rockingham, Darlington, something like that. I know we don't go to the Rock, but something like that. Yeah, I agree with you completely, man. I, I'm uh, I'm not a big downforce track fan given everything that we have on the line because we're going to have aggressive restarts and then we're going to get spread out and it's going to be really hard to catch each other and race side by side. Whereas at a Darlington, at a Bristol, at a Martinsville, it's really easy to make those things happen, which is why I think we see what we see next year with a playoff format and us ending every single round at a high climax Racetrack. It's going to be exciting. Can you say climax? I think so. In this in this context, <laughs> climax corner. Where was that at? I, climax is, corner was at Road America. This oh, is a track. I was somewhere. I was. It wasn't Road this America. This Indy's a oh. track where you're going to see. <laughs> I think it was like I, it was a corner I was watching at Road America. <laughs> you can't move at Indy. No, you can't no. move around. You can't find speed somewhere. Indy's one of those tracks where most of the time the better cars are going to find their way to the front just because they're faster. There's not much a driver can do um, himself. He can't move around. He can't. He can't move around a whole lot here to find that extra speed. I haven't talked to our engineers, which is kind of I hate to say this by not having some sort of basis for my thought. But here's what scares me about Indy at Pocono. We went into that racetrack, and the only turn that is remotely similar to any turn at Indy is a tunnel turn, and those guys ran wide open through the tunnel turn. Are they going to be able? How long are they going to be able to run wide open at Indy? I don't know, because mm-hmm. wide open at Indy is not going to be a good race. No, anywhere wide open is not a good race. Da- Daytona, yeah, but, other than Daytona, Daytona Talladega, yes, uh, yeah, anywhere wide so, open. Well, so, so what scares me is, and, and and when I say scared, I mean it scares me because I don't want my guy blowing a right front going wide open through freaking one or two or three at Indy either. But are are we literally going to see qualifying be out of these top ten guys wide open? I bet. Yeah, I bet so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Wow, I bet the. Uh, I mean, it's hard to argue with Daytona. I think they. I mean, they're moving in the right direction. Obviously, from Indy to Daytona, I think that Daytona race is going to be a shish show, and I love it because, and that's going to be great for the fans. I think you, you know, the ra- the true racer fan would would want to see a Bristol Martinsville because that you know that you got, got rooting and gouging and stuff. Yeah, but just for sheer excitement purposes, Daytona is going to be incredible. Next it year. may be better than the Daytona 500. Yeah, it's got. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have guys that are just you know Daytona 500. You kind of be smart. You ride around. It's for different you, reasons. Yeah, though. the 500 is the five is the Daytona 500. Yeah, I'm just it talking about the aggression level of yeah, all these guys. It doesn't make it doesn't make or break your season at yeah. Daytona. Yeah, you could ride around the back and say I'm going to mm-hmm. make a run late in this thing. That race, you're going to need stage points. I can tell yeah. you right now, Clint Boyer, if if this were next year and we're eight points to the good and we're rolling into a plate track, his the way his personality works, he would be a freaking mess. <laughs> like Ryan Newman, probably not. Jimmy yeah. Johnson, probably not. Because Jimmy Johnson's got seven titles. What does he care if he gets wrecked, right? But it, you take some of these guys' personality, which is going to create what Freddie said, an oh moment for a lot of people. How, mm-hmm. how, how good would it be? Look at the weather right now. How good would it be? Your guys' opinion on this, real quick. If Bristol was this cutoff race, you got multiple grooves, you got the potential for drama with short track, bumping, <clears throat> root, and gouging, you know, and it's only a few weeks out from when we ran there, and the weather's fine right about this time. 
I don't think you go wrong with any short track. I don't care if it's Martinsville, Bristol, or whatever. But Martinsville's in the chase already. I know, but I'm just saying, I don't a, a short track, a super speedway. You could take us to Myrtle Beach, take us to Hickory. It wouldn't matter. It's not going to matter. Yeah. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, I agree. Short tracks. Short tracks and road courses. Short road. I mean, the road courses produce just as much excitement oh, yeah. as the short tracks lately. That's so. because you got to use the brake. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Anywhere you got to slow down, that's a good race. Yeah, brakes or huh. tires. Weird. All right, off the wall question. The NFL season begins this week. Who will make it to February Super Bowl? Brett, you know any NFL teams? Man, I know a few. Uh, I tell you who ain't gonna make it: the Gamecocks. They are not making it. <laughs> <laughs> Hootie, Darius uh, hey. Rucker tweeted after their game: "Our season's football season's officially over after one game." I agreed with him. I tell you who could possibly make it through balls: Clemson. <laughs> they probably could. Cheaters. <laughs> that guy's cheating. Dabo, not the Bills. Sunshine. Man, I don't know. Um, I haven't put a whole lot of research into who the best teams are. I mean, certainly it takes defense to get there. And it takes a good quarterback. And we know Andrew Luck and the Colts aren't going. You know, he bailed out on those guys, which I don't blame him. Um, man, I'd love to see Tom Brady go back just because it's Tom Brady. Shush, oh, shut up, man. Wow. And if Tom Brady can't go back Schultz out of AFC, if, if he can't go out of AFC, I'll take the Chiefs because I yeah. had a blast. Those people, that NFL fan base is, reminds me of a college fan yes. base. They're maniacs. They party their tails off. And, man, I'd love to see – You need to go to a Bills game. The Panthers go just because of Charlotte. I'm not a huge Panthers fan. I couldn't tell you ten players on the team. I know you drafted Cam Newton last But week. I did draft Cam Newton, and he oh. better not – his shoulder better be <laughs> the fixed. He's not even playing on it. Wait, was he, he in our drafts? Scam Newton no, out of Auburn where he got $250,000 to go play his shoulder of college football. Jeez. Toenails hurt. He'll be fine. He just got to hand it off McCaffrey. So, I'll take the Panthers and the Chiefs. Ah, man, I was going to go with the Chiefs just because I think – They've got a lot of uh, a lot of playmakers, man. So and yeah, I also need the defense. They'll put up fifty a game. And I also like the Rams as well. Yeah. Their defense. They got playmakers on offense, and they got a great defense as well. So, yeah, Freddie, I, I agree. I actually agree with TJ. I think the Rams and the Chiefs are the two best teams. Um, most exciting. Yeah, definitely most exciting. But you thought that last year. You think yeah. the Rams are going to go? You know, all this exciting offense, and it was the lowest scoring Super Bowl ever, probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's hard to bet against Tom Brady. They get the they get like a twelve round bye to the playoffs every year playing. The, yeah, they do. Playing the, the Jets and the Bills and the Dolphins. They're in a week. Well, they conference. get like a sixteen round bye when the season starts. <laughs> yeah, it's like Clemson. It's like Clemson and ACC. Same thing. They yeah. just got a complete. They, I mean, they week literally conference. get seven buys a year. They get the six games yeah. they play against AFC, the division opponents yeah. and the bye week. The Jets, the Bills, so, the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, so um, yeah. so you know, it's hard to get. They'll end up in the AFC championship game. They got the three Chiefs, tough probably. games a year. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm hoping for the – I like the Chiefs. Uh, same thing as Brett, like crazy fan bases. Speaking of retirement, you think Dell Jr.'s done or you think he runs another race? Ooh. Oh, man. Don't say yeah. I don't know either. I don't really know. I'm asking what I do you will think. Say, do you think he does or doesn't? I think he wants – I think he enjoyed that and wouldn't mind running – I'm just, just me thinking, seeing him, seeing how happy he was. But I can also see him being – satisfied with what he's done the last two races and, you know, the events that led up. Like you said, he didn't really need to ha- I hope he runs race. one more. Well, I mean, he didn't need to run that race, but he did. And to hear the crowd, the way the way the crowd cheered and appreciated him, he did, he's never said this was it, as far as I know. No. no. He's never said think, he was done after this no, he one. Did. So, I don't think um, he's going to run Darlington again. But, you no, know, hell no. <laughs> I, I don't think uh, – I personally think he'll run maybe one or two more. Maybe one a year, something like that. Until it quits being fun. Yeah, I hope he does. I'm going to say it's Homestead 
and then see how Martinsville works out with the Xfinity cars, and Mar- Martinsville will be the last one. Yeah, I could see running. Mar- I don't think he'll run Homestead because there's championship stuff going. Well, it's cha- won't be the end there. Well, next year it'll be beginning. No, it'll be the yeah. beginning. So okay. And he likes to run high. He and, likes and to And that's move, during the yeah. Fox season, so it gives him a little lot of time there. Right, that's true. Yeah. Yep. All by right. by the way, I have to agree with you. I think the Kansas City Chiefs all the way, but it's not because of Mahomes. I think it's because of the depth they have. Uh, good rookie wide receiver and incredible depth on uh, running back. And Andy Reid's a what I just running said? team. <laughs> Who you got from the other conference? I don't give a crap. You're not picking the Giants? I'd like to pick the, the Panthers, Giants? but we, I, I got a bad feeling about our season. We, we, we'll have a competition this year. It's probably for, like, Number one overall pick. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. (laughs) What is OfferPad? We're the new way homes are sold. We're your online home buyer. OfferPad is the modern selling solution with a human touch that lets you skip all the traditional headaches. Selling to OfferPad means no showings, you pick your closing day, and we'll even move you locally for free. Go to OfferPad.com, enter basic information about your home, and the next day, we'll send you a great offer. It's free, and there's no obligation. We want to buy your home, so request your offer today. OfferPad. Move freely. Man, I love hearing that commercial because I've been a homeowner I bought a house in Huntersville, North Carolina, and I struggled to sell it when I when I bought it like ten years ago. Man, if Offer Pad had been around, it's the way I would have went. TJ, Offer Pad, no matter who you are, if you live in the market where they play, they want to buy your home. Yeah, it's really cool. You don't. There's no no realtors involved, no other people. You basically go to Offer Pad, and within 24 hours, you get an offer on your house. We've got a lot of those guys that are coming to the racetrack out in Las Vegas. The offer pad guys are so going to show them around, help them have a good time. That's one of the markets. If you live in Vegas, if you live in Indianapolis, next two races that we're going to, and you want to sell your house, takes less than five minutes to go on offerpad.com, and they'll make you an offer like TJ said within twenty four hours. And it's deal or no deal. It's up to you. Obviously, the best part of it is that they will help you move. So Brett. In a cutoff shirt, we'll show up at your house <laughs> and load boxes into a truck. Jorts too. I yep, yep, absolutely. My refrigerator leaked into my downstairs while I was away at a race, and they came in and they have to tear up all my hardwood floors and they've got to refinish them. We're talking like a three week process. So when you say the word "move" right there, it literally <laughs> makes me want to vomit to hear that a company would buy my house and move me out, it doesn't get any better now, man. OfferPad is the way to go. Yeah, and if you're having trouble uh, getting a new home, you can move your closing date as many times as you want as well. So you're not really locked into anything. When Once you sell your home, um, OfferPad will work with you until, you know, you get it, until you're ready to go. And you can use them to buy your new home. That's right. Awesome. OfferPad.com. All right, Ask DBC, Brett's favorite part of the show. It is. The best question gets a T-shirt. Oh. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ooh. Offer pad, door bumper clear T-shirt. Can uh, can I get a T-shirt? One it's no, it's going to be really uh, tight on only you. Fans. We can't because they're, he only made medium and smaller. If you, medium. If you cut the neck <laughs> and sleeves out of it, it might fit. I, that's what I should have wore today. Yeah. I, you should have. <laughs> a body suit. <laughs> All right. Mike Zevenbergen asks, NASCAR announces a new format for the Southern 500. You're allowed one set of tires and unlimited fuel stops. Race duration is set to four hours or 500 miles. Who wins the race, a.k.a. who is the best tire manager? Hmm. One set of tires. Who you got? 
TJ. Jeff anybody. Burton. Anybody. <laughs> I think they got to be racing. He was the best at managing tires. Uh, I mean, I even look back at a guy named Ted Musgrave who wasn't really relevant anywhere we went. But when you got to a Rockingham Darlington, man, he could really manage his tires. Del Jarrett was good at it. Honestly, man, I, and I know he's my guy, but Clint Boyer is really, really good at managing tires. Good pick, TJ. He, he would be one pick. of the best ones. <sighs> I got to go with the guys from – If you say Logano, I'm leaving. I got to go with the guys from, uh, you know, probably about – uh, right about when Harvick started, those guys were managing tires then, like Carl, Greg, uh, Biffle, and them guys. Biffle they was were good at Darlington. They were having to manage tires. Um, you know the the cars would drive good, but they'd also be able to manage your stuff. Um, and it wasn't a. It was just part of what you did back then. I remember when you went like going to Atlanta, you watched the guys. You know, guys like that manage your stuff, and here they are, their threats. I think. I think. Uh, the obviously guys would be good, um, like Brad, Joey, and Kevin, and them guys. I think, I mean, Clint came around in that time too, so I think those guys would be the better ones at him. Yeah, uh, anywhere you opinion. need front end speed, front end of the run speed, we're in trouble. Here like we, we, we got to be back end of the run. I'm gonna tell you right now who's winning this race. I'm taking like Reed Sorensen, Timmy Hill, <laughs> Garrett Smithley. Nobody runs. Uh, longer on sets of tires than these guys yeah. in these Xfinity races, yeah. Cup races. I yeah, mean, that's a good point. Nobody runs longer. They, I mean, he's some. I spotted for one kid one time. He was a starting park at uh, Michigan. Uh, I can't remember who what his name was, but they, it was a team. They said we're going to run until the almost halfway. It's uh, like a 120 lap race. They said we're going to run about 40 laps. We only got one set of tires. We're going to run about 40, 50 laps. That's okay. Lap 90. One set, same set of tires. I'm like, uh, this is getting to be unsafe. Like, we need to get this kid off there. Well, it seems like he's all right. I mean, he's in the way. I'm like, yeah. but this kid ran almost <laughs> this whole race on one set of tires. But Jeez. those are the guys that know how to manage their stuff the best. Well, that's the thing that we're talking about on here. We don't need a set of tires to be that good. So, great question. You're not winning a T-shirt. <laughs> Next one. Uh, at JRGSXR1000 asks, how come every track isn't built with the same surface aggregate as Darlington? So what you guys don't realize about Darlington is the amount of sand that's in that area. So when they did a repave, Darlington did the same thing that every other track had done with a repave, which was high grip, very smooth, but as weather and time and, and sand got onto that racetrack, I mean, under caution, these drivers will tell you, you can see a rooster tail of sand coming out from the back of these cars. That's what makes Darlington's surface special. So can you figure out a way to put sand into the mixture? I would assume some asphalt engineer could do that, but this is just a product of where this track is located geographically. Well, why does Homestead wear out and Daytona doesn't? Um, I, I don't know if that's because it's so uh, – Want to switch one Homestead versus what Daytona? Yeah, I mean Daytona's finally getting beach. weathered again, though it's finally mm-hmm. getting gray. Um, you know, Homestead a lot has to do with the progressive banking of it. You know, the way they've actually said when they went in there and redid the banking is when we got all these multi grooves going on. But yeah, Daytona's finally getting close. <clears throat> you know how it wears. Is there is there a difference between the stuff they would use in South Carolina compared to what they would use in Kansas? I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> it was weird though too because we had a ton of tire fall off at Darlington. But we all kind of fell off at the same rate. It wasn't like yeah, there was like if, cover, I, I, mean, if I saved my tires, I could go past two guys at the end of the run versus used to you'd pass seven or eight at the end of the run. You, I mean, a couple one of them running there, I looked back and we were all spread out and it was getting near the end of a run. I looked back and I saw y'all running like you were running like two or three times faster and I saw a lap and I was like, oh, why didn't I hold this guy off? Yeah. So that you know, that's when 
you know, you're just trying to manage the best race that you can. So I'm, you know, I'm telling Joey, hey, this guy's coming. Big hole behind him. He's really fast right now. It's not worth messing with. The longer we mess with him, the slow, we're, we're going to burn our stuff up. Yeah. yeah. So let's yeah. just, you know, get let him go, get back in line, and race on. Race to Hunt asks, we always see what the drivers do during rain delays. What did y'all do during the rain delay? And do you have any funny stories of things that have happened during a rain delay? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> uh, would did you make do, it to your car? What? Yeah, I made it to my yeah. car. Yeah, I didn't make it. Um, did you get wet? No, nah, uh, kind of, but not really. Did you sit on our grandstands for two hours? I didn't make it down there either. So did you sit I in the bathroom it, for two hours? Uh, you know the little awning they put up behind the race control there? Yeah. You stood there? That's where I stood for the first downpour for a while. Jeez. Yeah. And then I relocated from there to the bathroom, and then that started flooding. So it was bad. There's nowhere to hide at Darlington, and it rained for two hours. So you hung out in the bathroom? Uh, most of the time, yeah. Oh, that's that's the only covered spot. Yeah. There's Yeah, there's nowhere to hide there. We And if you don't get down the stairs early enough, you're kind of we in some uh, trouble. We we were really intelligent, and then when we got to our car, we thought we were really dumb because it was like a well, about five, ten-minute walk to the car. Yeah. So we got to the car. It was me, Brett, and Herm. We got to the car. Then it looked like it was going to go. And it's like, and now it's like, I don't even know, maybe 20 minutes the green flag, and it's not raining. And we're like, <laughs> we needed to rain. What do we do now? Do we go back? It's going to so take us 10 minutes to get they back. They finished driver intro. Yeah. So that's like, you're on the roof with your headset basically well, on at the end of driver intro. Are getting ready to put it on. Yeah. But Chicago, remember, we did the same thing, and we could see lightning, and we still went green. So it just it's a... It's a hard yeah. thing for us to manage. I mean, we talk about communication all the time. The thing is, we knew the rain was imminent. We just wanted to not do what you did, which was stand out in the rain for two yeah. hours and be stuck in a bathroom with 40 males breathing their breath, and I'm having to smell well, Luckily, there's a little more room since Freddie wasn't there. And- <laughs> <laughs> Real but, nice. I mean, what, what do we normally do? It just all depends on where we're at and what the facilities are available. Yeah. We've had some tracks that are kind enough to make suites available to us. Uh, if we have that, we go in there, we play PUBG. If we're at a place where, you know, we're able to get to our cars really quick, we go there and sit. And it depends on what part of the race we're at, too, is kind of what our yeah. plan is. Yep. We don't have a motorhome to go to, I can tell you that, like the drivers do. How about funny stories? Anything crazy happen? I got one eventually. Well, New <laughs> Hampshire one time, we ended up in the suite, in the, in the very far end suite, uh, thanks to our buddies at Sprint back in the day. And the, the lady beside of us in the suite beside of us, for whatever reason, she thought it was Mardi Gras weekend. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. That was probably Did the most entertained beats? I've ever been uh, during a rain delay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Go ahead, Freddie. <laughs> so when was Daytona? When we raced Daytona, like, uh, July. when we raced at like 3 in the morning. That was 500? Oh, yeah. No, no. Oh, the, the one, one where they were you fixing got, the you fence. You guys won. They fi- yeah. July, NBC's debut race. Yeah. 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 So it's raining. It's it's getting late. It was same thing, oh, 9, 10, 10 o'clock. o'clock. Yeah. So I was, me and, I was at Roush, so me and Herm were riding together. And we're like, we're here, and like, this race is canceled. NASCAR and NBC are just trying to decide when they're going to, is it going to be tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow night, you know, whatever. So Herm's like, I'm hungry. Are you hungry? I said, oh, yeah, I'm hungry. I'm starving. It's 10 o'clock, and I ain't eaten anything in a, since lunch. <laughs> so, I mean, it's been 10 minutes now. I'm dying. <laughs> but, uh. So we're like, this ain't funny. This is it? this ain't funny. This is dumb. Go this ahead. Is dumb. This is real dumb. I mean, it gets funny. But so Herm's like, let's go to the garlic. Now I don't know if anybody knows where the garlic's oh, at, shoot. but that's in New Smyrna Beach. 
That's nowhere what? near the Which racetrack. You didn't just hour. go to the wing house? That's what everybody does when a they bail. Half hour away from the oh. racetrack. But I'm telling you, the race is canceled. We, everybody we know is talked to. It's canceled. <laughs> They're fighting over what time it's going to be. <laughs> so it's it's probably actually like when we head out, it's probably like nine o'clock. We can get down there. They say it closes at like ten or something. We can get food. So we head down there. We get to the restaurant. I will never ride with you after a rain delay. We order. <laughs> we order never. our food. And they've argued about how long they're gonna, what time they're gonna start this race for so long, that it quit raining. And now they're like, well, shit, we could drive the track. So they start driving the track. So now all of a sudden our buddies are like, hey, uh, they're they're pretty close. I'm like, what do you mean close? Like, it's rained out, ain't it? They're, nah, no, nah, we're we're within an hour. I'm like, holy, <laughs> we take our food, leave, haul ass back to the racetrack. I got. On the elevator as the national anthem was playing. Wow. And we walked up there, turned, put our stuff on. I told you it was a dumb wouldn't story. Wouldn't know the difference. Wow. But yeah, that was as close as I'll ever push it again. Yeah, that's, that's that was as little, dumb as it got. That's a little stronger. Yeah, that than is that. as close as you ever push it because they'd fire you. Yeah. <laughs> if you yeah. pushed it anymore. Uh, How was food? food was, <laughs> my steak was awesome. <laughs> Elliot almost uh, Elliot almost missed. Remember the game Halo that came out, the video game? Yeah. yeah. Elliot almost missed driver intros for the Daytona 500 because we had an eight man match going on in his bus. It was four in the front, four in the back. We had the TVs linked together via some Ethernet cord or whatever it was called back then. And man, we had like a big time match going on. And he literally barely made driver intros. Remember that time Will won the Southern Five Hundred? <laughs> oh yeah, Wheel. man, I, I miss Wheel. I can't Wheel. believe we didn't bring that up, oh, man. Wheel. I know, I know. Will won the Southern Five Hundred. All right, man, we're uh, rolling into rant. I don't have a rant. But well, who's, I, but who's winning? Yeah, who's, who's going to win the t-shirt? Shirt? Cajun scrambled eggs. Uh, there uh, you choose. Well, not the first guy. No, give it to the middle guy. Yep, the Jr. GSX or 1000. The aggregate guy? Yeah, Yeah. I thought that was a great question. That's thinking. I agree, 100%. That's actually putting some thought into it. Yeah, he wins. All right, that's it. We yeah, got for DM Jason so, your so, info. so we have to get your uh, yeah uh, we'll follow you and get your info and we'll get you that T-shirt. Yeah. So I don't have a rant, but I have a plea. Oh crap! Guilt- Is it guilty? No, I plead. I want to plead yeah. to the public. <laughs> I, 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 mean, I want to plead to the public. If you are around Indianapolis this weekend, there's a lot on the line. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how this tire is going to be. We don't know how the racing is going to be. It's a completely new package. Um, the weather is going to be phenomenal. We're talking about in the 70s. If you love NASCAR and you're within three hours of that place, man, come watch us this weekend because we need you guys. We don't need to keep showing up to this racetrack and it be empty. We need the stands to be full. And I saw one of them backmarker guys yesterday tweet that we need to go regardless. Man, I disagree. We need to go where the fans are going to support us. We need to go where we're going to put on a good show. Yes, this track has a lot of history, um, but we got to have you guys there to make the atmosphere what it was at Darlington. Darlington, the drivers had fun. They put on a great show. Bristol, same thing. The more people that show up, the more amped up we get. You guys come watch us this weekend. And this package might uh, – who knows what it's going to do there. It could be a pretty good show. We could be able to get some good runs on the straightaway. And, uh, hey, what do you think about this? We've seen big wrecks there off of four on restarts, and that was without this crazy package. What do you think about this? What about, like, a uh, um, at the mile and a half and bigger, a button, like Formula One has, what do they call it, the DRS? Like, yeah, or, yeah. Where, it, like, where it trims the where wing it out or whatever? Wing up, yeah. Yeah, imagine, imagine the driver being able to push a button. In the in the straightaway, and and blow up the car in front of him. And, and, yeah, well, and drop Mario, a, hit him with a shell. Yeah, red turtle show comes out. <laughs> uh, imagine imagine Mushroom. being able to lay the spoiler down for the straightaway. Yeah, yeah. Imagine the I mean, imagine 
being able to do that, like, when's it starting for one? Like four or five laps into the race? It starts a couple laps in, and you got to be within a second of the guy. Yeah, you got to be within a second of the guy, and it works the entire race? Yeah. Or there's yeah, a limit? It's, it's, no, no, it works the entire As long as you're within a second, it works the Imagine whole race. Imagine that. The, I mean, the Indy cars have like a push to a, pass. A push to pass where it's yeah. 100%, starts at 100%, and you use it as needed, but it'll, it'll run out if you wear it out. Yeah, I mean. I think we would all end up just doing the same thing at that point. At the end of the race, Kyle Busch is going to have his saved up to run the last three, four laps yeah. with his push to pass down. But um, imagine being able to lay the spoiler back on the straightaway. Heck yeah. Push a button down the like straightaway. Let's do it. Old you don't slick. let it Remember back. that video game where he had old slick? <laughs> RC Pro Am. <laughs> what, yeah. what was that one? Iron, uh, the the off road uh, one where you I had the nitro button. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, nitro, nitro, nitro. When you went to the arcade, you, you got to the screen and all spun slick. the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've always wanted to have on my street car an ability to throw a bunch of nails out of the back from under my license plate. <laughs> when somebody gets too close to me, I'm like, mm, what's the difference between the license plate you, you and the window? You want to drive me nuts just because it might scratch <laughs> my car when I throw the nails out? I'd even throw them. Just throw them backwards. Yeah, throw them out the left side further. Just get, flatten all their tires. Merge over a lane, throw them into the night next to you. I just want a front bumper. Just pow. Damn just, straight. Just hook somebody. You Come got my more. old expedition. You can knock the hell out of people on that thing. Yeah. It's that already been true. done. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. All right, DBC picks. Who are you guys going with? Timmy Hill and who else is TJ? <laughs> we're out of picks, you man. Guys got nobody left. This oh. is it. I'll take Bubba. You can't. You can't. You already used him. <laughs> oh, I did. <laughs> we talked about this before the show started. I don't know why Jesus. I let the other list. <laughs> well, I can't pick Ty. I'm gonna still retire. in red. He's going to retire. Why can't you pick him? Be a good pick at Indy, gonna, I think. I mean, I, he doesn't. Uh, man, <laughs> who the hell are you going to pick? Red? Looking at your guys, it's the best pick there. I'm, I'm, nah, I'm, man. By the I'm way, gonna... set the stage. Uh, uh, Brett is leading fourteen to ten over TJ. So it's either going to be a three point lead or a five point lead going into ten races. Ryan Priest. That's the best pick you had available. My best pick is hands down my guy who texts me Sunday. I'm sorry, Monday, to my see if we were out on the lake somewhere. Bubba Wallace. <laughs> We were out. He said, where's Brett at? I said, I don't know. He's probably texting. I said, he's yeah, he texted in me. the boat or the pool. I went oh. to the pool, man. I was tired. That 4.30 a.m. stuff was Yeah, that's a little He texts, so he calls me. Megan wakes me up. It's like 10 o'clock, 10.30. She says, Bubba wants to know you want to go on the boat. And I'm like, no, no, don't talk to me. <laughs> like at 20 minutes later, I'm like, all right, call him, see what he wants to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I got in the bed at 5, and my daughter must have thought we had school the next day, and I was sleeping in her bed. And at 7 a.m., her her alarm went off, and I literally was like, what is that noise? And I've never heard it. She has one of those Alexa things, right? And I was like, what? And I was like, man, she ain't even in this freaking room. She knows she don't have school. And I, now I'm up. Like, I couldn't go back to bed. Yeah, it was Monday. I, was up, a I long can day. never even like that. I got home. I still couldn't go to bed, like, right away. Like, I still i am up, like, an hour at It takes least. a minute. Yeah. 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 All right, well, you guys, uh, Indy's fun, man. St. Elmo's Shrimp Cocktail is a must-have. A lot of good, fun places. Downtown uh, Indy's probably one of the best downtowns we go to. Yeah. place we always end up at with the karaoke? That's a fun place to go. Beaver. Wild Beaver. Yeah, the Wild Beaver. You can't say Beaver. It's got to be Wild Beaver. The Wild Beaver. Story. Herm, uh, Herm will be at uh, Cigar Lounge. Lounge. Nikki Blaine's. Nikki yeah, Blaine's Nikki Cigar Blaine's. Lounge. Yeah. There's a tall blonde named Renee that works at Stuart Hodge Racing, and she loves to sing karaoke. She's horrible. <laughs> but please, <laughs> dear God, if y'all see her in the Wild Beaver singing, and you're going to see her if you go, you clap for her and tell her how great she is. Cause she, and she sings like Patsy Cline. <laughs> and then she'll come back and do like Bruno Mars. And it's like, Oof. maybe if you would just just nail down one genre, is Renee. Campbell, does Campbell still work here? Campbell, Mike Campbell, yeah, he, yeah, he's, he's upstairs. Hey, yeah. Mike, Cam you go there, you will see Mike Campbell doing Eminem. Really? Eminem. He is 
the second coming of Eminem. I yeah, right up there beatboxing with him one year. That yeah. Was, uh, that was fun. I want to see. I want to see again. The last time I went with Herm and them to that cigar lounge, Earl, <laughs> with his uh, very deep uh, radio voice, very would, uh, white, would, hey. would read the cigar menu. Uh, yeah, hints of cinnamon. <laughs> we went hints one time. Of cinnamon so and nutmeg. We all get these cigars. We all. Nobody knows what that. Like, <laughs> none of us. There's like eight of us, and nobody is a cigar connoisseur by any means, except for Tab. So yeah, Tab and Herm like know what the hell they're talking about. So I look at the menu. I'm like, just order me whatever Herm has. So <laughs> Dillner orders this like extravagant cigar, and it comes out and it's literally three inches long. And I'm like, what in the hell did you order? Like, everybody's got like these Churchill like eight inch long cigars, and here's Dillner's little like something like my wife would smoke or hey, something. the size don't matter. Yeah. That's there ain't I mean. nothing that stinks worse than a cigar. Oh, and there ain't I nothing that looks dumber sticking out of a man's mouth than an eight-inch brown thing. Whoa. That looks <laughs> horrible. Like, it just, it's got smoke rolling off of oh it. Y'all are biting all the end of all it. All right. You remember we were having that I'll, ash competition? I'll never forget. Uh, you sitting there having an ash competition. Uh, See, listen to how stupid this sounds. Y'all are licking these uh, things and <laughs> swirling them around. Hey, let me give y'all, just go to the karaoke bar. Yeah, we had, the, we had an ash yeah. competition. We were trying to get the ashes as long as we could before they well, fall out. That sounds off. awesome. Oh man! Yeah, what a night. I don't. <laughs> okay, remember, I don't I'm most of it. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> All right. Yeah, thanks for joining us. How about? <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. Be sure to get uh, share the show on social media. Retweet it, like it, tweet us your comments, and leave us a review on iTunes. And I think are we still giving out T-shirts to iTunes reviews or no? Yeah, but not this week. Is Jason in here? Jason Next week. In here. Next week. But leave a review anyway. We'll catch up with it. We're out. Holla. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.